would have thought life would change with each touch and breath that we take. COVID brought mass isolation and a touchless society as our new normal. Fears, tears, sickness, and death. Even science stood still. When the world was in trouble, who was there showed up every day and really cared. Who really had the heart to put the people first? 2020, year of the nurse. When the world was in trouble, who was there showed up every day and really cared. Who really had the heart to put the people first? 2020, year of the nurse. Hello and welcome to another Caring Support Podcast. The music that you just heard at the beginning of this episode was produced by today's guest, and we're so excited that she is here. With us today is nurse by day, film producer by night, author, music producer, uh, renal strategist, and life coach, the lovely Robin Roots. Welcome, Robin. Maybe you could uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, please. Wow, that was a great introduction. I am so excited to be here and thank you guys for this opportunity. A little bit about me. I am originally from Florida, ended up in Texas and transplanted in Richmond. I have been in the healthcare field for over 33 years. And my specialty, of course, is renal dialysis. But probably about seven years ago, somebody found me on social media, Facebook, which was amazing because I had just joined and it was a childhood friend. He was into the film industry, but my goal was to write a book. And so I got bit by the film bug. I went down to Orlando just to kind of get an understanding of film. Cause like, you know, you said, James, nurse by day, film producer by night. I had no idea of what film really entailed. And with that adventure down to Orlando, I was on set, looked at um, the project, and really had a great conversation with the writer, director, and producer who happened to be paralyzed. And so being a nurse, I love those kind of stories where even though you are challenged with health issues, that you continue to persevere. And so I just fell in love with the movie Turnaround, and I became executive producer. And since that project, I've done about 13 other films. And I'm just so inspired because there are so many heroes out here. So that's a little bit about my nursing and film. And just really um, excited about 2023 because I know um, social media is a game changer. Really is. Absolutely. So the lovely Callie is going to be asking the questions. So at the beginning of this episode, we heard a clip from your music video, 2020 Year of the Nurse. Can you tell us what inspired you to write, direct, and film that song? Well, what really inspired me to write, direct, and produce it was that I created a film project, 2020 Year of the Nurse, and my goal was to put the song within the documentary. But the documentary was so compelling I could not find a place to write a song. And so after the film was actually released, I didn't feel like I needed to write a song. And I'm a very spiritual person and God just kept saying, write the song, write the song. And so I went walking one day and I wrote the song and it basically encompassed um, the documentary, the high points of the documentary. And I wanted to write this song to salute and really celebrate 
the lives of the people that had been affected by COVID, that had been lost, and definitely the healthcare team for their heroic efforts during COVID. And so that song really took on um, a really special place in my heart. I listen to it every day. And I get messages and emails from people saying they they listened to it while they were passing their meds and it just inspired them because, you know, coming back into the hospital after COVID has settled down, it still has an effect on everybody. And so um, teaming up with Trey Cheney, who played in The Wire, everybody kind of knows about The Wire from Maryland. And God just told me he was the one to rap the song because I'm not a singer. Not at all, but um, <laughs> it was fun doing the project because I had to figure out the steps to it. And that's what nurses do with research. So just um, going through a lot of different music beats to pick the, the beat that I could visualize the nurses moving in. And then also finding a production company, um, Naughty Land out of um, D.C. They helped to um, record the song. And then I flew to Atlanta to meet Trey Chaney and we created the video. And so the song is available on multiple platforms, but it's just something that was not in the cards for me. But you know, when, when you have certain, I call it a call on your life to help people, you can reach people by TV, podcast, music. So I feel like with the film, the book and the song, everybody can, you know, be touched by it. So I'm just excited that that has happened in his life. My grandkids, they're my biggest fans. So um, I'm just excited. <laughs> That's awesome. Robin, thank you so much for sharing that. I tell you, the jet's setting all around everywhere. You get picked up by limos too? <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes I do. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> you wrote and directed a film called 2020 Year of the Nurse, which is incredibly impactful. We've watched the trailer to it. We're going to link the trailer in the description and make it available on our blog and YouTube channels as well. But can you tell us why you took on this amazing and massive storytelling project? The reason I took on this project, 2020 Year of the Nurse, everything was chaotic. And being a nurse for over 33 years, I've never felt that internal um, gut feeling. We as nurses, we get a gut feeling when something is happening, but this was different. And so during my practice, everything was chaotic. I found myself in the chapel of the facility I worked in for like a week straight, just praying and asking God to show me how to help my healthcare team, my nurses, my new doctors coming into the facility and um, crying a lot and really just, you know, I've never seen anything like it. You know, somebody come in, they're um, got symptoms of COVID, they test positive and when within days, if, if days, they would pass away. And then you're getting all these um, news alerts, emails telling us which way to direct our care. So what I started doing, because nurses were coming to me as a leader, and I've been in nursing so long, they were sharing their experiences and their fear. And I constantly talked with them and, you know, listened to what they were saying and tried to give them some um, ways to, you know, deal with their stress and also ways just to be able to go home and be with their family or if they chose to stay in a hotel or sleep in their car or stay within the hospital to continue to practice, to keep their loved ones safe. And during that um, period of helping them, you know, God spoke to me to to capture this because some of them may not make it. 
And I really didn't want their career in nursing to end like this without something showing their journey. So to me, it was a historical uh, moment in time because I caught it during COVID. And when I say caught it during COVID, we were actually getting guidelines on, you know, locking down units, no visitors in the hospital. You had to wear special gear if you were working with a COVID patient. So being a healthcare provider, being in dialysis, that's one of the highest, most infectious um, environments to work in, working with blood. But I had been um, very safe throughout my practice. So I felt like I could run a, you know, a team, my production team and keep them safe. And so basically, most of my um, people that I interviewed were nurses and one physician. And then I had a pastor on set the whole time because God showed me that as you unpack what's going on, it was going to be hard. It was going to be above my head. So I said, you know, I called a pastor who is a cousin of mine that I grew up with and I let him know what I was getting ready to do. And I needed him to be part of my team. So, of course, he's never done film. So he was like, what do I need to do? I say, just be a pastor, be a support, you know, make sure they're good and make sure I'm good. And so when we started the process, um, the nurses, they were all on board because they were going through so much. They needed an outlet. And so I made a decision, you know, I'm going to take. Um, a lot of my savings and I'm going to work on this project and I am going to try my best to let them be as transparent and authentic as they needed to be. And I figured out, you know, through the process how much I would use for the actual film. But it was it was really enlightening to me because they needed to talk. So we're talking about 13 providers. Each provider broke down during the filming. So something that I thought would be a four hour set may have been a whole day because if they broke down, we all, you know, rallied together to talk to them and, and see what we could do. Because some people, family members were going through COVID. They hadn't seen them. They were in the hospital by themselves. Some people had deaths that were occurring as we were filming. And I was as a nurse helping my film crew that had no nursing experience explain to them things they could do to protect their loved ones. So we all um, in the film took on a higher role, you know, because we were used as resources. I had producers out of Orlando, California and here in Richmond. So in California, they actually um, had an earthquake during the middle of COVID. So I had one of my producer's mom that fell out of the bed and broke her hip. And of course, number one, don't want to go to the hospital right now, but you have got to go to the hospital. And so being a support to encourage her and encourage him that she needed to go, but then not preparing him that when he got there, he couldn't go with her. He had to stay across the street in the hotel. So it was things that, um, you know, we as nurses, it, it, it went to another level for us, but we were there for the families and friends and being a, a translator pretty much because he was getting a phone call from the hospital. They were calling us and we were translating what that meant and, you know, trying to keep them settled. And that was going on all over the country. People were calling and saying, hey, my mom got a fever. You know, it couldn't have been it. A lot of times it wasn't COVID. Some people just got out of surgery. Some people had just toothaches. They had regular things going on, but you had to encourage them to get help or not, you know, help them with some things that they could do. Because some people, 
you know, they may have had a mild infection, but the hospital said you cannot come here. You're going to have to go way across town to another hospital because we only taking COVID patients. So during that time, that film being produced and really encompassing all the challenges, a lot of people, they were dealing with their own circumstance. They didn't know that, you know, somebody having an asthma attack may not be a big priority because we got all the vents. You know, it's like my child has asthma and we always take them to the hospital. Well, not this time. We don't want them to get COVID. So this is what we need for you to do. And so I think um, as a country, we learned a lot. We definitely um, came together in regards to um, our humanity because um, I just got off the phone yesterday with um, a couple. They still have not buried their mom that passed away two years ago. And some people, they don't understand how can that be? It's a lot of logistics. It's a lot of things changed since COVID. So um, that film will be here when I'm gone. And I hope and pray, you know, I can get to the level of getting into the school system so kids can see not just what African-American nurses went through, but what we all went through. That's why that song was so important, because um, at the beginning, you might get a little sad. But as you listen to it and watch it, you can see the hope and, you know, just the change that that we, we are making as society looking at pandemics like this, because this won't be the last. You know, Robin, all that is incredibly beautiful and very inspirational. Um, what I loved in particular was, you know, you you took on this kind of leadership role of helping people, not just on the film crew, but the nurses. You made space for people to demonstrate real empathy. And there's so much that healthcare needs to learn from this example, um, that this is what we should be doing, whether it's the, the top of the the leadership right on down. Everybody needs to take on that role as saying, you know, we need to be there for the people that are dealing with the front line. So uh, thank you for sharing that. That was beautiful. Well, thank you. And and it's like you say, I think it has gotten some notoriety. I had someone um, write in to, um, to Raja P. Henson. She has an organization um, for mental health in honor of her father. And um, I was nominated for a Joy Award last year. And that was a great experience because, you know, we we love what we do. We do it because it's in our heart. But it's, it's nothing like being recognized and acknowledged because nursing has taken a turn. You know, nurses are feeling underappreciated. And it's not about the money. It's about just being acknowledged, just, you know, because that's important. We, we really do put our lives on the line. I, you saw it with COVID. But there are other, you know, we, we're we out there doing what we do best, but there is a risk there. You know, yeah. we're, we're, we're taking care of people and there are still infections that we don't have a, a true control over. So you have nurses. I started dialysis in the 80s. We weren't wearing gloves back then. Right. So I have friends that, you know, have different um, disease processes based on infections and you know it affected their liver and different things and but we stayed the course and now when you go to dialysis they look like they're going to war with all that gear but you know we didn't have that back then so things are changed absolutely um yeah callie please what are your plans for sharing this video how can people see it 
Well, my ultimate goal for this uh, documentary, 2020 Year of the Nurse, is that I'm in what you call self-distribution right now. I've looked at selling it to different networks. Um, however, I, I'm concerned about the integrity of the film because these are healthcare providers and they, you know, told their truth, different situations they's ex they've experienced with COVID, as well as how COVID collided with Black Lives Matter and what that looked like on the inside. Because you have to remember when that happened, all of us were on lockdown at home and we weren't able to really discuss it and how it impacted us, but we were able to see some of the marches that included all of us and show that, that humanity. And then looking at discrimination and the mental health piece. So I'm hoping, because I've developed a curriculum for it as well, that organizations will reach out and, you know, want to screen this, this project and have those courageous conversations. Because, you know, with DEI, all of us are talking about it, but now what's the plan? And I think I will be instrumental in, you know, talking about that and also just looking at what's in place. Because a lot of things were developed when we when COVID hit and also, um, you know, with Black Lives Matter and George Floyd and all of those things. It really impacted everybody to sit back and take another look at it. So I think coming into different organizations, not just hospitals, but colleges. And I've spoke at just um, organizations here in Richmond, churches, because this is our community. This is our community. So they want to understand, okay, what can we do differently? What do we need to have available? And mental health, you know, we're seeing that with, with shootings all over the country. We're seeing the suicide rate go up. We, we, need, to, we need to talk about these things because we're the solution. We're, we are the solution. We can't wait on somebody else to help us. This is our community. Yeah, that's beautifully stated. Absolutely. Couldn't agree with him more. So thinking of that, uh, what is this overall main message that you want your music video and your film to have now and going into the future? I want people to always know that I see you and the other healthcare team. We see you. We saw y'all during COVID. That's why we stayed in it. That's why lives were lost on the front line because when you become a nurse or a medical profession, you take an oath to do no harm. And throughout my career, there were so many things that happened. People would have heart attacks, they would have strokes. We created processes and plans how to treat it. You know, at home, if somebody you think somebody had a stroke, you immediately give them an aspirin if they're not allergic to it. You call 911, you get everything going. But this was different. We didn't have the answer quick enough to save as many lives as we wish we could save. So I really want the country to know that the nurses and the healthcare team, we, we saw you. And people that truly experienced, they spent a lot of time with the nurses via Zoom, just getting reports on what's going on with their loved ones because they couldn't get in there. And the nurses were the ones at bedside holding hands praying with the patients, trying to um, help them to understand why their husband wasn't there, why their wife wasn't there, and being there when um, they passed away. And that's that's hard because we're such um, caring people. We're used to embracing you. We're used to holding your hand when, you're tra when people are transitioning. And I tell people all the time, this is the only profession where you see life come in and you see life leave. And people don't realize how that impacts us. 
um, it's, it's, it's a blessing to be given that, um, that charge on your life. But when people pass away, it's not an assembly line. Everything stops and we want to be with the family. We want to console you. And we, we didn't get that during COVID. And so a lot of people are still struggling with that. So I want that song to always salute and remind everybody that we saw you and we really, we love what we do. We saw you because you may feel like sometimes you, you know, does anybody remember what I went through? Does anybody remember my child died? We do remember, and that's important to me right now. You know, people still call me about COVID questions and other people say, oh, COVID is over. They just lost a loved one last week. It is not over. Everybody may not have gotten vaccinated. It's changing its strands. So therefore, people are still getting sick and saying, I tested positive. So I just really want that 2020 Year of the Nurse um, documentary to always be something they can grab historically and say, you wasn't born during this time, or do you remember when grandmother passed, or do you remember this is what was going on? And so that's why I feel in my heart God um, told me to do this, and plus put me out there in the middle of it, because sometimes when you don't know what to do, you know, you have to get guidance to do something. You know, I I couldn't stop, you know, the infections, but I felt like I could support the nurses that were really dealing with family members passing because as nurses, if somebody in your family got diabetes, we are right on it. <laughs> you know, if somebody got an asthma attack, we're telling you what to do, but this was different. So, yeah. you know, we hold a lot of guilt as well. So, yeah, you know what? The world needs more of you. Um, <laughs> they do. But they you're do. just like you're a man or you lead with your heart. As smart as you are, and all the amazing things you're doing and the value that you bring with all your knowledge, wisdom that you can share and inspire others. It's the fact you lead with your heart. You really take the time for people and you understand the importance of doing that. That is thank you. Uh, so beautiful. I can't even begin to tell you. Um, and I want to thank you. This has been really great because, uh, you know, it's just the kind of stuff that matters at the end of the day. Right? Yes. Yes. 100%. Yeah. Go ahead, Kelly. How can people help you share this message? And do you have suggestions or tips for people to be a part of the change that is very much needed? How people can help is to have a screening, have an opportunity for their team to have a courageous conversation, you know, watch the film, pick out what you feel as a collective body, we need to discuss. Because as I've toured this film in the East Coast and the West Coast and won awards, the conversations are just life-changing. It's life-changing because there are pieces in the film that cause you to reflect and then cause you to salute. They, They were thanking the nurses and then they were saying, you know, my husband died and he still hasn't been buried and Now I'm still functioning, but we were married 40 something years. That's a lot to take in. But for that person to come and sit in the audience and watch my film, you know, I had to go up and give her a hug. I had to show her that. And she thanked me because she said some people, they, they don't even know how to talk to me about losing my husband during COVID because we were all separated. So it's just so important that 
you don't realize the people around you, what they're still dealing with. And I think this gives us all an opportunity to discuss it, to come up with some strategic plans to be ready for the next pandemic. And also look at how um, Black Lives Matter happened, but we, we, the marches, it was a collective effort. And, and, you know, talk about it because the next generation is watching how we manage what just happened. And so I think bringing it into organization, especially um, in May is Nurses Week, you know, do something, do a do a movie night for the nurses so they can discuss and, and let off some of the stuff that's that nobody's asking us. Nobody really asks a nurse, well, well, how you doing? You know, you you just got to come home and start the next evening cooking and helping with homework and all of that. So I just think um, that's how we can be the change that we want to see is to really, um, you know, invoke people to just just be okay talking about these things. Mental health is has really taken a shift with COVID. Self-care, self-care. I just had a conversation with a gentleman this morning about the man cave. And um, I was like, you know, and he was talking about how that man cave has been his mental health. And that's what a lot of men do. And I got to think, and I said, that is so true. We don't have a, a woman's cave, but men, that's where they go and have their time to regroup and process what's going on in the house. And then sometimes just shut us out of there so they can watch their game, whether it's decorated for the game or their band, they like whatever. So I was like, you know, men have been doing self-care. Women need to, we need to really, you know, claim my space in the house and get it comfortable for what we like to do instead of the kitchen cooking and the bedroom where all the kids come. So I was just like, you know, this is good. I want, I, I wanted to share that because I told him, I said, that's, that's really good. Men, that man, man cave has been around a long time, but I didn't know how valuable it was until I started thinking about my friends that husband have them. That's where they go. And they might be there from Friday evening when they get off till Sunday when the football game come on. And then they're like, hey, I'm going back in there. You can't come in. So I think the um, mental health piece is so many great um, strategies and things that we could come up with collectively. So like I said, I've created a curriculum that goes through all of that, that helps people to, you know, if you don't know how to start the conversation, the clips in the film will get you started to be able to evaluate. Because um, one of the privileges I had when I first did the film, I let some nursing students look at it that were first year students in nursing. And the conversation, um, I, I introduced it for one reason, and they came back at me saying, now I understand as I, you know, become a nurse, that I might encounter patients that might be prejudiced against the nurse and how to equip myself for that because they don't teach us that in nursing. It's always the other way around. So when you're, when you're African-American or um, from another country and you're going to take care of a patient that you know, has some biases towards that culture, how do you function in it? How do you make it through? You know, so just um, it's, it can be used so many ways. So that's my hope is that the con the more that we talk about these things that they'll say, hey, let's bring in this teaching tool because we are having these challenges. And, you know, I'm, I'm more than happy to, you know, be a speaker or have what we call a talk back 
you know, because people want to know why <laughs> I did this. But everything on the news was showing other racism nurses, not African-American nurses. And we we have a high number of African-American nurses that are in like work on the med surge floor, like, at the, you know, for, for a lot of different diseases and comorbidities. Your ICU nurses, you see a lot of um, other cultures in ICU. So if you really start understanding the dynamics of a hospital, you'll see different cultures. They specialize. They just they, they just do well in certain areas. And so I think that was important for them to see. We weren't just talking about one nurse or one culture. It it takes all of us to to figure out what to do. Yeah, we're all in this together. You know what I think is really important too, Robin, is COVID didn't care about your race, huh. ethnicity, social economic status. It didn't care about any of that. Absolutely. And, and so I tell people, why are we still talking about this stuff? Like we have to work together. We're all in this together. We're all impacted That's the same cool. way. You know, I, uh, my main business partner and I were at the uh, University of Windsor up here in Ontario at the uh, nurses job fair because they have a big nursing program in the in the, the university. And I met some folks up from Michigan because it's, you know, okay. it's Windsor's right at the border. And, you know, I was talking to this lovely African-American nurse from uh, Detroit's hospital, main hospital in Detroit. And she was awesome. She came even dressed like a nurse, wearing the whole outfit, everything. But just, uh -huh. just what she does, right? She had such an amazing personality. I, That's you awesome. just, yeah. And and I was teasing her about, you know, you know, maybe next time you could wear something where I can actually see you. And she was wearing bright yellow. <laughs> I was like, but uh, we had a lot of laughs. And I had, uh, but I think what's so beautiful is when you really take the time to spend with people, you learn their story, you learn what what motivates them, and then you find out that we're the same. And Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, I want to appreciate so much. We want to appreciate and caring support because your message is truly beautiful. Um, and it's what people need to be thinking like. Thank you so much. It's it's yeah. amazing to me in 2023, some of the challenges we still have. Yeah. And I have been working with um, nurses in diversity for probably 20 years, and I keep in contact with all of them. Whenever they're doing something great, they're like, Rob, this is going on, and they're sending me what's going on with their careers. Because when they came to Richmond, they didn't even know how to catch the bus in Richmond. They were still um, learning how to function over here in the States because we brought a lot of nurses in from the Philippines, from India and Africa. And today to see the amazing things that they've accomplished and LinkedIn has been so um, heartfelt for me because to see my nurses exceed what I'm doing, which is what I always expect when I'm precepting people and working with them, you, you're gonna be way further than me but I want you to not be afraid to try. And so I'm working with several of them now on other projects, um, changing the game of nursing, just helping them develop things that, you know, we've, we've dreamed about doing before we retire out of nursing totally. But um, I just think when I was young, I always heard New York was the melting pot. You could go to New York and meet all kinds of people, but it's everywhere now. And I think it's important to be sensitive to people's beliefs and cultures. And if you don't know, ask them. And I always try to make sure if they're sharing a dish with me, you know, where the name come from, why, why, you know, 
why do you, you not eat meat? You know, what's the big deal? You know, I tease them and they'll tell me why. And a lot of times it has so many levels to it. It makes you say, you know what? I need to stop eating meat or I need to eat more of this vegetable and that vegetable. Um, and, and just stuff our skin and teeth and everything, hair, you know, certain cultures, they never lose their hair. But we have so many people that are bald over here. And I'm like, what is it? What what they come? And they tell me it's not a secret if you eat more of this and less of that. And so I think that's just amazing when you look at cultures and how their how their hair is, the color of their hair, you know, just all of that stuff. And I, I love that about people. So I'm just kind of a nerd, I guess. <laughs> no, I think it's amazing. And I want to keep us on time. So Callie, okay. please like <laughs> So are you working on any other music videos or films currently that we should be watching for? Well, I think I'm going to redo 2020 Year of the Nurse, but I like to um, do something different with it, slow it down a little bit, because now we're at a place in COVID where it is slowing down. So I've been playing around with the lyrics and seeing if that's something I want to. Um, it probably won't make Nurses Week in May this year, but I. I'm kind of strategically always putting it around that month that we're celebrated. As far as films, um, looking at hopefully working with the Discovery Channel, I really want to um, do more on kidney health because since COVID, it's very connected. More people are having kidney failure because we dealt with the clotting of the blood and different things going on there. So I'm still looking at that and also a film in reference to voting and understanding um, truly, you know, it's not just certain times you go out and vote and then getting the understanding that people, you think everybody understands voting still after the push when we had Barack Obama? No, they still don't get it. And yeah. so working with different um, voters coalitions, trying to understand what they want to um, achieve with this and working with them to hopefully get something develop that's going to be in the museum. So I've been um, in meetings with them here in Richmond and pulling my team together. So I'm hoping um, we can get that done before the end of the year and um, learn something new for me because I haven't been in the political arena that much, just with nephrology going up, you know, with different policy changes. But now I'm really thinking about, you know, tipping into that area just a little bit more. So it's an opportunity. That's amazing. Good for you. I, you know, Robin, you really are quite the superstar, aren't you? Right. <laughs> That's what you say. So, so yeah, I, I, I'll, absolutely. I'll take that. I, I, I had not looked at what all I've done until Callie sent me all these questions. And I was like, normally people just ask me stuff. I never see the questions. So this was, I said, I got so much stuff. I have been busy. So <laughs> a little busy here. Yeah, absolutely. And good for you. You will certainly have been a very busy woman, but you have so much to show for it. So, and we're very thankful that you've taken the time to come and sit down with us and tell us all about it and share these amazing gifts with us and with the world too. So before we tie things up for today, is there anything else that you would like to talk to us about or tell us about? Um, I think one of the things that I would like to share is that if you get an opportunity to see the film, it was some pivotal moments in there where one of the nurses um, talked about 
we thought we the most we would we are the most trusted profession, but we thought we we were the most loved. And that has resonated with me because I see that being acted out all over the world now with nurses leaving with companies. Um, you know, they had travel nurses and they they, you know, kind of not negotiate the contracts fair now that they feel COVID is not here that, you know, dropping their salaries in the middle of contracts, all this stuff that, you know, we normally don't do. If you sign a contract, this is what you're going to do for that period of time. And then you have to renegotiate. But just really looking at the nursing profession as a whole, I pray that this does not deter people from coming into the healthcare field because this is us. Yeah. If we don't come into the healthcare field to take care of us, who will? And as I um, educate people, you know, with kidney health, I always talk about being the CEO of your health. And that means you need to take care of your body, your mental man. And also you have my chart now. Keep up with what's going on because the level of care we've had for centuries is changing. It's really changing. And hospitals or um, insurance companies, they are changing the structure of care. It used to be the doctor, the nurse practitioner, the PA, the registered nurse, the nursing assistant, LPN. Now they're trying to set up a structure where your first line would be nurse practitioners. And I guess the doctors will be functioning, you know, holistically on the phone, answering questions, trying to guide you, which I'm seeing that now. I'm seeing, you know, if I go to uh uh, one of my appointments, I'm with the nurse practitioner, but the doctor's actually covering so many facilities now. He's not even in the building anymore. I love my nurse practitioners and PAs, but there's a foundation. That's the reason physicians go to go to school. Then they venture out into their specialty. So we got 15 years on this, you know, particular specialty. But um, that should not be an insurance company's call. You know, in nursing, we always say this is what we would like to do, but insurance doesn't cover it. <laughs> so the first thing I want to do, insurance picks number three. I'm I'm picking number one. This will be the best medicine for that. Or this will be the best way that the person manages their care. But if the insurance company doesn't pay, they can't, you know, have that therapy. So we've got to come together as a country and not let them dominate, you know, the best care for the patient. Because in the end, it'll cost less if you just, you know, treat me this way instead of going for the wholesale way, as I say it. And I just talked to a transportation company. Now transportation is changing for dialysis patients. You know, some of it's being cut. So that, you know, that's going to affect us holistically because now that family has to take off to take that patient to dialysis three days a week. And they trying to hold a job down when, when we had transportation that was working with us. So it's so many things that are changing that we don't even see the big picture but it's a financial strain on the country. So I think as a whole, I just want um, people to advocate, be an advocate for your specialty, your system process, because that's important because they don't understand how it affects everything. So it is our role as a specialist nurse in different areas to explain to them this and this go to get why we, we feel the way we feel instead of just talking about it. You know, you got to pr do presentations. You got to show them. <laughs> And then when you show them, bring the solution to the problem. And it's always been my motto in leadership. Com you can complain about anything to me. 
but tell me how we can do it better too. Yeah. And then, of course, you're going to be a part of that process, that team that's going to help me to make it change. So that's that's really what I want to share that, you know, be the CEO of your health and, you know, stay involved. Yeah, absolutely. I, that's awesome, Robin. Thank you so much. Uh, Thank you, guys. You know, for being on our <laughs> podcast. This was really, really great. You know. Uh, when we had already met, I already knew you were a kind-hearted soul. I already knew you were really super intelligent, and I also knew you were a Hollywood celebrity. But now <laughs> he keeps now saying that. Like, keep superstar <laughs> status, and this is what this is so great. So yeah, I want to thank you um, from the whole team at Caring Support for sharing this with us because this was very impactful. This was very um, insightful and incredibly inspiring um and i you have your heart in the right place and uh you know and what you're doing is incredibly amazing um uh, and truly awesome so thank you well, thank you guys for this opportunity and i tell you it's it's just good to meet great people because um absolutely. you know absolutely yeah yeah so thank you all for finding me on linkedin and i look forward to you know just staying connected. Well, I'm going to introduce you to some people. <laughs> All right. I'm ready, James. Okay. All right. Thank you all so much. Enjoy Thanks, the Robin. rest of your week. All righty. Thanks, Callie. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye.